Well, hello there, everybody. Um, I'm on my own today for a very brief episode of What's the History because um, Fee is so busy and she gave up her entire month of July um, to do corrections of state examinations and she was inside every day and she is very much a creature of the outdoors and has just been basically catching up with nature. So if you want to picture her frolicking around a meadow right now, twirling a la, you know, the sound of music, that's basically exactly what she's doing. Um, but because today is our one year anniversary, it's the birthday of our podcast, I said I had to hop on here and just say hello to everybody and have a little quick chat about the last year and how much it means to us and just kind of the like why we started the podcast and look if you're completely disinterested and not interested you can skip forward because I'm actually going to be singing today as well um which like I'll get into that and the why of that and everything in a minute as well so <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a bonkers episode and I'm all by myself um I'd obviously much prefer Fee here and she will be here um probably tomorrow I would say we'll record our next episode and if not it'll be very very soon and we've got a really good one coming um you're going to really really like it but I just couldn't let today go by without making something of it because it's a big deal to us this podcast means the world to us it's something we absolutely love doing it has brought so much joy to our lives it's a way for us to spend time together have a laugh and share that with you guys and oh my God, everything about recording this podcast just makes our day, our life, our week, everything. Um, I I don't even really know why I suppose we started. There are, there's so many different reasons and I don't want to go with the ins and outs of it because I'm very cognizant sometimes of coming across as very opinionated and quite ranty and I want to keep this kind of light and joyful today. Um, but I suppose one of the big reasons is that um, in academic circles, female historians often struggle to kind of be taken seriously. Now, you might think that there's a little bit of, what's the word, like hypocrisy in there because our podcast is kind of like, if we to fit it into any category, history, yes, but probably kind of comedy as well. Like we like to keep it light and fluffy. We like to have a laugh. We like to have fun. Um but that's just our personalities. If you actually go back to the first episodes, you can hear that we really tried in the beginning to do really, really serious and keep it serious. And then it kind of just completely and utterly um, <laughs> devolved very quickly into banter and crack. But we felt that that's all, it was more natural. We had to be ourselves. The first few episodes, um, even though they're really, really fun, they are a little bit stilted because we're still figuring it out. We were still a little bit awkward and uncomfortable on mic, whereas now we just don't care. Sometimes we forget we're even recording, as is evidenced by Fee's increasingly foul mouth. Um, but we were kind of afraid. We were afraid we would be judged negatively, that we'd be seen as unprofessional if we showed too much of our real personality. But it's important as teachers and as people to let your personality, you know, shine through. I'm kind of cognizant of not using too many cliches, but I think you guys will understand what I mean. Academics don't need to be robots. I'm not even calling myself an academic. I'm not. I'm teaching at the moment, but I'm talking about people being taken seriously in the field of history as well. And sometimes as women, we find that really, really hard um and i'm not necessarily blaming anybody for that it's just that a lot of the time um you know you're almost kind of fighting an uphill battle to be taken seriously and we wanted to start a podcast just to kind of because we love history first of all um and that was probably the main reason 
But there's an absolute myriad of other reasons. Um, You know, we just have a lot of fun together. It's always been the way that we've been. When we hang out, we laugh um, and you can kind of see how absolutely bonkers they are together. And now that Fee's not here, I think I'll be able to say this stuff because Fee is such a modest person that she really, really deflects any compliments and kind of gives them back to you. But because she's not here, I'll be able to say this. Um, She is an incredible person. I'm sure listeners have gotten to know her personality over the last year listening to the podcast. But out of the two of us, she's the best. <laughs> um, Her personality, she's just one of the nicest, kindest people. She never has a bad word to say about anybody else. She's strong and she's able to stand up for herself but there's this absolute kindness at the heart of everything she does um she cares about people very much she's very nice she'd do anything for anyone um because she genuinely believes in kindness she's funny and she's just a great friend um and I wanted to just say that because I know that if she were here, she would be the kind of person she is, is. She would say all that stuff back to me, which is great. But I want to just let those compliments lie there because they're true. And um, I hope that she knows that, you know, and she knows that I feel that way because um, I'm very lucky to have a friend like her in my life. And uh, I have wonderful friends. And oh, my God, this is turning into like an Oscar speech. <laughs> which is there's no one here to like cut the music off I could keep going I could be here for like the next two hours there's nobody to stop me um no I'm not going to do that guys um so yeah I just wanted to say look it's been a year it's been an amazing year um we are still like floored when we look at the stats for who's listening and the locations of people who listen do we have thousands upon thousands of listeners absolutely not we do not but do are we appreciative of every single listener we do have yes and we have people listening from you know the United States Canada um oh my god like places in Africa places all over Europe Australia New Zealand um it it boggles my mind whenever I see the locations of people tuning in and that's week after week after week and you might never reach out to us on social media we might never know who you are but we see you every week and we are so grateful and we feel really connected to you like you guys are now our friends and you've gotten to know us and Oh, this is really gooey, but it means the really, really means the world to us. And it's why we keep doing this, because it's difficult. We both have full time jobs. Um, We're both teachers, so we both teach um, history and English. We teach the same subjects. Of course, we do. <laughs> we teach in separate schools, so we're not in the same school. Um, I also work as an SEN coordinator. So that means I work uh, the special educational needs um, department in the school that I work in. My job is really, really demanding. I'm very, very busy, but we love doing the podcast on a Sunday because it's our way of talking about something we love, which is history, but also spending time together and just having a laugh and then sharing that with you guys. And we get a lot of feedback about, you know, our banter and our chemistry together. And um, and and I think that that's, that's exactly it. I think that it works well because we're together, you know, and I couldn't have done this without Fee. And she makes a huge effort to come down to me every week um, from pretty far away as well. Um, we live about 50 minutes apart. So like it, uh, she drives down every Sunday as well, which is a lot. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, so that's kind of my lovely uh, ode to the past year. A little bit rambly and incoherent. But again, there's no one here to stop me. <laughs> um. I wanted to ask you guys a favour. The Irish Podcast Awards. Now, I've had a little bit of beef with them um, over the past week. I could briefly explain it, but I feel like 
I know any like anybody out there who has anxiety listening to this will totally get where I'm coming from. Sometimes you kind of tend to, I tend to do it. I over articulate myself. I cannot, when something can be said in a couple of words, I go like, because I don't want to be misconstrued and I just over, over explain. Um, But what I will say is there is a listener's choice component to the Irish Podcast Awards that we would, we would really like to be able to shot of winning. There's a number of reasons for that. Um, Our podcast is, it's been a struggle to get it, I suppose, kind of out there. We're not entirely bothered about it, but on behalf of kind of smaller indie podcasts, it would be really, really nice to get a couple of votes for the listener's choice. So that's chosen by listeners. Um, If you go onto the Irish Podcast Awards homepage, click the listener's choice. You can search for What's the History. You have to throw in your email address and confirm your vote. It takes a couple of minutes, but we would really appreciate it. If you guys want to vote for us, it's the Irish Podcast Awards. Um, Google that the page will come up listeners choice our podcast email address confirm it and Bob is your teapot and we would really really appreciate it and let us know if you have voted for us so we can thank you Um, maybe we'll even record like a little a little thank you song back to you <laughs> because we know that that really that's the content that you guys come for Um, very briefly today I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story Um, and then I'm going to sing a song for you all. Yes, I am going to sing. And the reason I'm going to sing is because Fee is not here. There is no way I could look her in the face across the table. We sit across from each other when we record and we're always making eyes at each other. We're always trying to throw the other one off. We're always laughing. We're always like having to look away. And if I had to sing a full length song, a somber, a very somber, sad song with her sitting across from me, there is no way I would have been able to make it through. So, um, what am I talking about today? What is the reason for a song? Well, it's actually Fanula who introduced me to this song. So Fee was the person who um, introduced me to this absolutely gorgeous song. And it's called Kilkelly, Ireland. And if anybody has heard of it, please let me know because this is one of my favourite songs. Now, what is it about? Well, I could do a full length episode about the Irish famine or even, you know, a full length series. There is a great podcast, actually, the Irish History Podcast by a great podcaster called Finn Dwyer. Uh, Finn Dwyer and myself follow each other on Twitter. He is, um, podcast is amazing. He did a whole series on the Irish potato famine from 1845 to 1852. It is one of the saddest chapters in Irish history. It is a really, really, really tragic um, event in Irish history that is still very much part of the Irish national psyche. And I think will will always live on um, in the kind of spirit of Irish people and the Irish diaspora around the world as well. Um, the famine was caused obviously by the failure of there's lots of reasons behind it. Um, there's economical, socio-economical reasons, but um, to keep, to simplify it, a uh, failure of the potato crop because it was infected with blight. One million people starved to death and another million people emigrated. So Ireland's population fell um, from eight million, eight point something million to about six point something million um, in only a number of years and subsequently continued to fall after that due to mass immigration in the decades following um, the famine. Our population is only now recovering from the effects of that. And Ireland is a very small country. For those of you outside of Ireland, it's probably hard for you to imagine. Ireland can fit about 10 times into the state of Texas. It is absolutely 
tiny. So for two million people to just disappear over the course of a couple of years in the 1840s and early 1850s and then another few million people to disappear um following the uh the the famine you know the years the the emigration the mass 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 emigration that took place out of the country um well i'm probably over um a, a few million is a bit high but a lot of people emigrating in hundreds of thousands um it had such a a huge impact on the country the immigration is very sad because a lot of these people, I mean, the immigration itself was very difficult. Some people went to England, but a lot of people traveled, obviously, to the United States and to Canada. That was a really arduous journey as well, because they had to make it by boat. The ships are often called coffin ships because the, the conditions on board were like absolutely deplorable. Um, But my story today is going to be about uh, an immigrant who left Ireland from a place called Kilkelly in County Mayo. And for anybody who knows anything about the famine at all, the famine hit really hard in the west of Ireland and that's where the most casualties of the famine were. The land there was very, very wet and very poor and people there really depended on the potato crop. So when it failed, they had literally nothing else to eat. So the guy in the story today, he left um, Kilkelly in as far as I can deduce the 1850s, I think around 1858, and he went to America. And the thing is that once you went to America, it was likely that you never came home, not even for a visit. I think something like less than 10% of people who went would ever return to their homeland. So when you were gone, you were gone. And one of the only ways to communicate was through letter writing. And back then, letter writing was much more difficult. Again, the letters had to travel over on ships. They took months to reach their destination. And sometimes they would get lost in transit as well. And it was hard for people. Literacy levels and things like that, of course, too, weren't as high. So you're you're looking at a very very kind of um fractured now relationship you know the bonds are there and they will always be tied through family blood but they're not able to communicate with each other in the way that they would like so they miss each other desperately it's not like today you couldn't pick up a phone you couldn't you know skype somebody back home um it's likely you'd never hear their voice or see their face again um so the person here that I'm going to chat to you about it was a guy called John Hunt. So John Hunt um, immigrated from Kilkelly <clears throat> and his uh, father, Brian Hunt, wrote him letters. Now, we only have the records of the letters that Brian wrote to his son. So Brian was writing from Kilkelly and John was living in, um, as far as I know, he went, he went anyway to the eastern seaboard. Um, I would imagine in or around New York, which was a very common destination for for immigrants, Irish immigrants settling in places like Brooklyn, for example. So in the late 1970s, early 1980s, a guy called Peter Jones was searching his parents attic in Bethesda in uh, Maryland in the US and he found the letters so he only of course only found the letters that arrived in the US from the father back home he didn't find the returning letters um so the guy who wrote the letters Brian Hunt was Peter Jones's great 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 grandfather and he was writing the letters to his own son John who would have been Peter Jones's great great grandfather 
and the letters were written over a period of uh, so 1858 to 1892 so they were written over um, that length of time and they're beautiful letters and I will put up a link where you can access the letters because they give an amazing primary source into the hardship and the difficulties and the conditions in Ireland at the time but also the love that this man had for his son and the hope that he would see him again one day but the kind of realisation that that probably was not going to happen. So in response to this Peter Jones wrote um, a ballad, a folk song and it is an absolutely stunning song. It is uh, it is heartbreaking and it is basically um, from the perspective of the father writing to his son in the US and um, you know sending him all of his well wishes. Now there is an apps. My favourite version of this song is sung by the amazing Robbie O'Connell. Robbie O'Connell sings this with such poignancy and beauty that I could not replicate it. But I can put it in here because, guys, I could get done for copyright and I would be in trouble. So um, I had to decide what am I going to do? I want to share the song with everybody. I was going to read it, but then I felt something was lost in that. So I cannot sing. I am not a singer. I do not sing. I hit bum notes in this song. I have like, I go off key, off pitch, everything. But I wanted to share it with you because it is so beautiful. Um, And there was no way I was ever going to do this with Fee Barry sitting opposite me, looking at me. Um, She would have been supportive, absolutely. But we would have laughed our whole way through it and it would have taken from the absolute beauty and the tragedy that it, that is this gorgeous song. So I'm going to insert it here. Um, the audio that I recorded a little bit earlier, that is, I did it in one take. It is absolutely shocking quality, but I want you guys to hear the beauty of the song. And um, based on the letters that Brian Hunt wrote to his son in America when he had emigrated following um, the famine. Kilkelly, Ireland, 18 and 60, my dear and loving son, John. Your good friend, the schoolmaster, Pat McNamara's, so good as to write these words down. Your brothers have all gone to find work in England. The house is so empty and sad. The crop of potatoes is sorely infected, a third to half of them bad. And your sister Bridget and Patrick O'Donnell are going to be married in June. Your mother says not to work on the railroad and be sure to come on home soon. Kilkelly, Ireland, 18 and 70, my dear and loving son, John. Hello to your missus and to your four children. May they grow healthy and strong. Michael's got in a wee bit of trouble. I suppose that he never will learn. Because of the dampness, there's no turf to speak of. And now we have nothing to burn. And Bridget is happy, named a child for her. And now she's got six of her own. 
You say you found work, but you don't say what kind or when you will be coming home. Kilkelly, Ireland, 18 and 80, dear Michael and John, my sons. I'm sorry to give you the very sad news that your dear old mother has gone. We buried her down at the church in Kilkelly. Your brothers and Bridget were there. You don't have to worry, she died very quickly. Remember her in your prayers. And it's so good to hear that Michael's returning with money sure to buy land. For the crop has been poor and the people are selling at any price that they can. Kilkelly, Ireland, 18 and 90, my dear and loving son John. I suppose that I must be close on to 80, it's 30 years since you're gone. Because of all of the money you send me, I'm still living out on my own. Michael has built himself a fine house, and Bridget's daughters are grown. And thank you for sending your family picture, what lovely young women and men. You say that you might even come for a visit. What joy to see you again. Kilkelly, Ireland, 18 and 92. My dear brother John, I'm sorry I didn't write sooner to tell you that father passed on. He was living with Bridget, she says he was cheerful and healthy right down to the end. You should have seen him play with the grandchildren of Pat McNamara, your friend. And we buried him alongside of Mother down at the Kilkelly churchyard. He was a strong and a feisty old man, considering his life was so hard. And it's funny the way he kept talking about you, he called for you at the end. Oh, why don't you think about coming to visit? We'd all love to see you again. So there you have it, guys. Episode, I won't actually count this as a real episode because not without fee. <laughs> it doesn't count. Um, Just wanted to say thank you to everybody for your continued support. It means the absolute world to us. And we will be back with a normal episode real soon. And oh my God, my singing is so bad. But I really want to share the song with you because it's one of my favourites. And I hope you enjoy it. I will post the link to the proper Robbie O'Connell one so you can enjoy it um, in all its beauty. And we will catch you so, so soon. We love you all. Thank you for your support. It's our birthday. We're going to celebrate. Love you guys.
Talk to you soon.